Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornus, and y'all, we have an amazing episode today. I'm so excited to get into it, and I also want to share a few GFAL updates. As I mentioned in the beginning of the Jack Antonoff episode, the next few episodes are going to be interviews with notable Swifties. I've asked Swifties I know in real life and popular Taylor Swift fans online that I don't know in real life. And y'all, imagine my surprise that they're all saying yes so far. Oh my gosh. I don't want to give too much away, but we have some great guests coming up. Lastly, before we get into it, I did want to share that there is a new co-host of Good for a Weekend, but I want there to be a transition period just to respect the loss of Allie. She's still alive, of course. She just left the podcast, and I'm so proud of her, but I really want to honor the time we spent together on GFAW by having this transitional period with no other co-host at all. So as for upcoming episodes, you can look forward to fun interviews like this one before we go back to our regular deep dive episodes with our new co-host. And just so you guys know, the new co-host does have Ali's stamp of approval. It is Ali approved. In today's episode, I'm chatting with the incredible Brooke Berry. If you are a young woman who likes Taylor Swift and her on TikTok, you have likely seen Brooke. Brooke has over 3 million followers, and one of my favorite things about her account is that she finds a way to sneak in from time to time that she's a huge Taylor Swift fan, and in this episode, we're going to find out just how big of a fan she is. Welcome, Brooke. I'm so excited that we can finally meet and chat and talk all things Taylor. Yes, hello. I'm so excited to be here. So I thought we should start things off with a little icebreaker. I thought we could do a speed round of questions and see how many you can answer in 30 seconds. Are you up for it? I'm up for it. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is going to be our first gamer girls (laughs) and maybe a year. So, okay, let's get a timer going. Three, two, one. Favorite Taylor album. Lover. Favorite Taylor music video. Uh, Blank Space. Favorite from the vault track? Nothing new. Ooh, okay. Favorite non-Taylor singer or band or any kind of musician? Harry Styles. Ooh, okay. Folklore or Evermore? Uh, Evermore. Favorite perfume? Wonderstruck. You're invited to Taylor's 4th of July party and she asked you to bring a snack. What do you bring? A chocolate fountain. Ooh, favorite shade of lipstick? Red. Oh, 30 seconds are up. Ooh, we only got halfway through. Um, Okay, I, I have a few more. I have to ask you. We can slow things down now. What is your favorite era for Taylor's fashion? I know you like to sew, so I would love to talk about that. Oh, it's definitely folklore and evermore because it just aligns so much with my sewing and design style. So it's definitely my favorite. Okay, and who is your favorite boyfriend of Taylor's? Uh, Joe Allen, of course. And well, Perfect answer, good answer. You're married. okay and what is your favorite outfit taylor has ever worn it's the like the bridal looking dress in 
the Willow music video. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, like the box and she can't get out the glass. Yes. One. yes. Oh, yes. it's my favorite. That is a stunning look. Okay. So now let's start from the beginning. How long have you been a Taylor fan? Anyone who follows you knows that you are yes. a huge Taylor fan. So when did this start? When I was little, of course, I feel like it starts like that for a lot of <laughs> Swifties. Of course, yeah. when I was growing up, she was my first concert. I went to the Fearless concert. Oh my gosh. How was that? Where did you see her? I saw her in Tampa, Florida. I think it was. Ooh. I was very young, so I don't remember. But I just remember yeah. crying, like crying the whole concert because I was like, no, mom, you don't understand. She's like right there. She's like a hundred feet away from me. Like, mm-hmm. she, like she's and- right there. Sorry, I get like super like, I don't know, people on my Instagram and TikTok who know I love Taylor, so they probably think I'm psycho, but. (laughs) (laughs) So how many times have you seen her live? Because I'm the same way. I also cry when I'm in a few feet of her. I, how many times have you seen her? I've only seen her that one time. Really? Okay. Which I'm very sad about and I hope can change. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping she'll go on tour soon and announce something and then you can go. I know I want to so bad and it's gonna be like pit tickets and I'm camping out oh I RIP to my credit card bill when she announces something I there is not a cost I'm not willing to spend oh I I I am swiping whatever it takes (laughs) yeah we're sorry to uh any credit bureaus listening to this (laughs) I will have no regrets I hope my husband doesn't hear those (laughs) So your first viral TikTok was actually set to Taylor's Welcome to New York. Can you share what that was like? I cannot believe you know that. (laughs) (laughs) I did my research. It was when I was 15. Oh my gosh, wow. And you're 21 now, right? Yes. Okay. And um, I went for my 16th birthday. I wasn't 16 yet, but I just like the whole time we went like on my iPod I was like Taylor Swift welcome to New York on repeat like on the way there like when we got there I asked the taxi cab if we could play it like I was like okay I have to make a TikTok TikTok was new I only had like four or five videos on there but Uh you know I was I don't know a 15 year old girl so I just was like TikTok TikTok or actually you know what it was called Musically oh wow it was that long ago Yes, it was not called TikTok, it was called Musical.ly. So we go to the Empire State Building and I actually made a compilation of like a bunch of me singing it in a bunch of different like areas, but I ended up just going viral with the Statue of Liberty video happened to be the one that went viral, mm-hmm. but I was literally, it was like in that super fast mode where it, sing, it goes really slow and I sing it and then when it plays, it's like super sped up. It was very cringy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it got like a thousand views or something in a couple in a couple hours, which was like crazy because I only had a couple videos on the platform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sorry, I overexplained things. So. Oh no, I I tried to scroll back and find the video, but I could only see places talking about the video. So thank you for explaining it because no, I couldn't find it. <laughs> yes, it is so far down there. I think I <laughs> probably have like ten thousand videos on. <laughs> <laughs> so how many views did that one end up getting? Do you know? Um, I think it ended up getting like 20,000 views, which wasn't, which isn't really considered viral now, but you know, back when you're 15, yeah, like back in 2016 or 2015 or whenever it was, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Started like my love for, so I actually wasn't even allowed to have social media. So Mm -hmm. this was like the only platform that my mom like knew I had. Uh, and it kind of sparked like my interest for social media because I didn't realize how connected you could be with people around the world. It was insane. 
That's so special too, that it's connected with Taylor too, like another person you admire and love. And now it's, this is, TikTok is also a big part of your life. And it's like two things together. I love that. That's such a story. I'm so surprised that you found that fun fact because you're so right. It does just, it's just another great connection. (laughs) So I don't want to brag, Brooke, but I recently myself have become popular on TikTok. Oh, have you? Nowhere near your levels. I only have two videos that I've broken a million, but I have made a whopping $40 from it. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. I know. It's about $20 for every million views. <laughs> influencers do not make as much money as like people think they do off views. It's actually. Yeah. But I mean, uh, all that to say, I'm familiar with the perks that come with getting a lot of views and a lot of attention oh, online. Yes. And I've also <laughs> become very familiar with uh, the, the very deep lows that come with being popular on TikTok. Like sometimes it's really hard. And I've only been dealing with this for a month. Like people can be really mean. And I'd love to know what your experience on TikTok as a mega popular creator has been like and how you manage it, because I need some tips. (laughs) When I was young, when I, obviously when I first started like 15 or 16, it was very hard. I was, you know, a a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. I was constantly comparing myself to, to girls in magazines and TV shows. And then to like be introduced to this new social media platform and not just like compare myself but to be judged by other people was very hard and like I I'm honestly glad I survived (laughs) I'm glad like didn't like go crazy and completely change who I am I did go through a period when I was 18 um where comments were just so like sometimes comments Mm -hmm. that are like with a page with zero followers that are like oh she's ugly oh this is boring that doesn't ever get to me but when it's like people from your hometown or it's uh like family members or people that have a large following as well comment mean stuff like mm-hmm. oh she's gained weight oh like or like oh she's trying to look like this or like mean comments like that are what, like really 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 got to me so I just eventually dropped out of school and did online school because kids kids at school were mean yeah. um some people are like oh they're jealous but they were really mean about it. Like every class I had, they turn around and to the person next to them, like show them my videos and they turn around and laugh at me. Or like I'd walk down the hallway and they'd be like, oh my God, Brooke Berry, please, like, please let me have your autograph. Like just like mocking, it was Uh. not fun. But I, okay, like I said, when I was 18, I went out to LA for a while because influencing was like a thing in LA for, Mm -hmm. like that's when it first started becoming a thing. So I was like, okay, uh, I have to go to LA. Like I have to do this. And I, my, I was platinum blonde. I was like the darkest shade of tan I could like find. I like got lip filler. I, I was just becoming so disconnected from myself. And I really just let comparing and hate comments get to me. But I'm so glad that I brought myself out of that. And I, and myself again, you know, like I love mm. the things I love and my hobbies are, yeah. I'm bad at explaining. <laughs> yeah. So it took a while for you to get used to all the attention. Were there any specific things that you did? Like, did you stop reading comments? Because I physically cannot stop myself from reading all of the thousands of comments. Like there are thousands of comments on my page and I guarantee I have read every single one. I've clicked on their page. Someone told me that I looked like I, my sheets smelled like food and I have not been able to stop thinking about it and going to that person's profile. So do you just ignore them? Do you have filters? What do you do? I, I'm sorry I get mean comments like that too like people be yeah. like she just looks like she does blah blah and like yeah <laughs> so mean <laughs> but honestly 
stuff like that gets me for like a couple minutes and then I'm just mm-hmm. like whatever it's fine like they're hiding like they're just saying this because they they can like they can like they're not in front of my face saying anything to me so they can say whatever they want on the internet they can be an anonymous person and say whatever they could literally be the girl who hates me from high school that has a fake account and just wants to say stuff that she knows you know what I mean like you can't really you cannot digest it as much as you do like can't let it affect you um but yeah I I don't go through all the comments anymore I Mm -hmm. go through whatever like the top comments are I'll look at and interact with but other than that I just don't that's smart my <laughs> therapist and I came up with a mantra for when I get mean comments it's it's not about me and that's what I tell myself exactly. whenever I get one like this isn't about me they don't know me they just saw this 30 second video of me they have no idea who I am no they don't know that you have your sheets smell like food they don't know that yeah they don't know what I smell like I at all and that's none of their business back in my bed <laughs> Oh, yeah. Really smell like yeah. Leave me and my night goldfish out of this. Exactly. Yes. Mine are actually goldfish too. That is my midnight. That there's something about eating goldfish before bed. I feel like I could spend five minutes talking about it. It just knocks me out. It's so I, relaxing I and it. a cup of sleepy time tea. <laughs> so your account isn't a mostly Swifty account. Like you post about other things, about your life, about your marriage, about, uh, your new house. Congratulations, by the way. So how do you decide how much swiftiness to kind of sneak into your videos? Cause I feel like you sneak them in there. Like yes. it'll be a normal video, but you'll be like wearing the cardigan. How yeah. do you decide the balance? So there was a time like last fall before red was released where I was just uh, literally like, I was just Taylor Swift fan page. I just like, yeah. rut where I didn't have any inspiration except for Taylor Swift content. Um, so I just posted it all the time and people started to kind of get tired of it. I mean, at first I ignored them. I was like, whatever, like, I'm just going to find new followers that are Swifties as well. But, you know, like people in my life were like, okay, Brooke, we get it. <laughs> you love her, but like, that's not why you're an influencer. Like, yeah, <laughs> you got to go back to normal things, normal life. And I could definitely like people on Instagram. I like post about her on my story a lot during that time too. And people on Instagram were like, we get it. Like, do you have any other personality traits? I was like, actually, yes, but do, do they matter? Yeah, this one happens to be my favorite one. So yes. deal with it. Yeah. And you follow me, so unfollow me if you don't like it. Yeah, or mute me. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and as for the part where how I do, I like kind of put her into content. Whenever I just see like an audio or a situation that just relates to my love for her, I just have mm-hmm. to. I just can't, can't control it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't take the swiftiness out of the girl. You can't do yeah. it. <laughs> So speaking of Swiftiness and Swifties, uh, Swifties unfortunately have a reputation for being really mean. And I'm wondering, have you ever had Swifties online be mean to you? No. That's good. Oh my God. That's so good to hear. I have joined like the Twitter uh, audio chats, you know, where they have- Oh, the spaces? Yes. Yeah. And I just like, they tear each other apart. They're so mean to each other. They're so mean. But I'm like, why? What's the reason? I'm kind of afraid to lean too much into Swiftiness on my personal account. I try to keep it on Gfault just because I'm so afraid of the Swifty youths on there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to, I get what you mean. I feel like there's competitiveness <laughs> with a lot of Swifties. Yes. And that's why they're so mean. And the, those are the things they're mean about. Like people will be like, I've only seen you wear your cardigan twice. You don't deserve mm. it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can totally see that. 
I'm like, yes, I do. I bought it. <laughs> That's your fault for not buying it when it came out. <laughs> yeah. I bought it the same hour. It came out best purchase I've ever made that. And, um, the signed autographed CDs, yes. all of those, no regrets, zero. Um, do you have a specific Taylor merch that you've bought that you love? That's your favorite, like out of all of your Taylor merch, what is your favorite? Obviously besides cardigan, because I yeah. can't even rank that. If you have it, it's your favorite. Um, but I have this like Etsy vibe, I know. Uh, what a shame. I have an Etsy Taylor necklace on right now. It's a mural really? and it says I'm shining just for you. <laughs> that so. is one of my favorite songs. I love mm-hmm. mural, but it's just a shirt and it has her, you've probably seen it. It's her and all her eras. And it just is Oh great. yeah. It's like an oversized black sweatshirt and I wear it all the time. So it's, I love it. But then like my most prized one is probably the red ring. I don't even wear it. I like did the clear nail polish coat on it and then like put it back in the box. So like, I don't want it to get ruined or anything. I just love it. Yeah, that one always looks so pretty in photos. I didn't end up buying it because I was afraid it was going to turn my finger green and then I was just going to get sad, so I didn't. But now I kind of wish I did just to display it on like a a cute little catch-all dish on my dresser, you know? Yeah, I didn't think about that. I I ran to buy the scarf and the ring because I thought (laughs) they were going to sell out so fast, Um, but they didn't. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm so glad I have them. (laughs) Scarf is a little itchy. So speaking of fashion wearing things you like to sew a lot can you tell us what that has been like when did you learn to sew I learned to sew when I was young like Uh like six or seven like my grandma I just like always loved fashion and I always made my grandma buy me new Barbie clothes and she sewed so she was like no like you're gonna sew your own Barbie clothes you're gonna make them yourself so so I know it was it was so sweet of her and like I'm forever grateful for her because that's how I found like one of my biggest fashions so I started making like Barbie and American Girl clothes when I was younger. But actually I did start a series where I recreated my favorite outfit from each Taylor Swift era and I sewed Ooh. it and everything. And so far I've done Fearless. I think that was my first one. And 1989, I did that one. And I think I did one more, but I can't remember. What did those look like, the Fearless and 1989 ones? I have TikToks of them. I'll have okay. to them to you. Okay, we'll have to post those. Yes. I'm assuming fearless is like the sequin. Yes, of course. And above knee dress. Yes, yeah. It was just like a shift dress. Um, the longest one was the 1989 because I wanted to do like the bomber jacket and the Chris, Cr- like her performance oh, yeah. New York outfit and the skater skirt, like the purple metallic one. That one took quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I saw the one that you made of your Bridgerton inspired dress and that one looks so good. It looks so good on you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm like I said, I'm leaning more into like the super feminine ruffles, flowers, pink kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where my latest projects have been going and definitely like Regency era inspired as well. Ooh. So are you working on anything now? Yes. I literally like rushed to get on this Zoom meeting because I was working on a corset. It's like a gold metallic corset with puff sleeves. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to see it. Um, It'll be all over my Instagram probably. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second, is this GFAW's first ever ad break? I think it is. Y'all, today I have two amazing podcast recommendations for you. The first is C'est La Me. That's like C'est La Vie, but me instead of V. 
In this lifestyle and personal diary podcast, host Amelia Rose covers topics relevant for girls in their 20s, including career, wellness, dating, body image, relationships, self-esteem, and everything in between. Amelia Rose also reviews Taylor Swift albums with each new release and talks about her nonstop between album releases. So I think Good For A Weekend listeners would really like her. C'est La Me is available everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And we will have a link to her website in this episode's show notes. The second podcast I'd like to recommend to y'all is called The Quest For New Inspiration, hosted by KT Mashler. In the quest for new inspiration, KT interviews all types of people about their encouraging personal stories in the hopes of inspiring anyone that presses play. One reviewer of this podcast stated, it's amazing to see people that get overlooked for the things they do become the center of attention. Listeners can expect inspiration, motivation, and a positive mindset. The quest for new inspiration is available everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And we will link to the podcast website in this episode's show notes. Thank you to the quest for new inspiration and say la vie for sponsoring this episode. And let's get back to Brooke. So your husband, Cole, he's also in a lot of your TikToks. Yes. And I'm wondering how big of a Swifty he is. Um, I have made him a Swifty before yeah. we, he I mean he grew up with a sister and a mom who liked Taylor Swift Good. and listened to it, but he kind of like knew the basic songs. But every time we get in the car, it's Taylor Swift. I don't care where we're going. Like I don't care if you need to get hyped for the gym, like we're listening to Taylor Swift. Like mm-hmm always on in the car on shuffle all the time and he'll be like singing miracle like he sings the choruses with me he's me so I definitely turned him into big Swifty. <laughs> good good I always wonder those things whenever I see couples in the, the Swifty verse I always wonder who is like the bigger fan out of the two and <laughs> if the other one really likes it so that's really nice to know that he likes Taylor too because I saw that y'all's first dance was to love her and that's so sweet I love that so I much I mean of course and of course it's the first dance version because that's she made it for me 100 <laughs> percent were there any other Taylor song contenders for your first dance mm-hmm. or was it you always knew it was going to be lover I just ever since I heard lover mm-hmm. I was just like this is going to be my first dance song one day <laughs> So yeah, and then actually we didn't have a guest book. We had the Lover album vinyl, and everyone signed the vinyl, and it's like framed in our house. Really? So was was that like Sharpie? Yes, like metallic Sharpies and stuff. Oh, oh my god, I love that! You'll have to send us pictures so we can post it on our account. So Brooke, you're in Nashville now. Did you grow up in Nashville? No, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. I moved to Nashville when I was eighteen. Cool. Okay, so I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. I don't so mean- I'm from the 850 and Jacksonville is, what's that area? 904. Though? 904. Cool. And then you moved to Nashville at 18, been there ever since. So how are you liking it? I love Nashville. I mean, obviously I love like all the Taylor Swift, like Centennial mm-hmm. Park, Bluebird Cafe, like she even has her own education center and the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, so I love doing those little activities, but also I just love Nashville. I didn't move there here for that reason, obviously. Um, I moved here because I originally was pursuing country music and I wanted to like be in, in the city, in the music all the time. I don't do that anymore, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was the, and then obviously I met my husband here. So we just stayed here. His family's here. It just works out. 
Okay. Nice. I love Nashville. I went there for new year's. I went to God, where did I go? I went to this new year's Eve party at this hotel and it's the one where the, the top floor is like the 360 view. I don't know what it's called, but it was really fun. It was seventies themed. Oh, that sounds so fun. So everyone was very groovy, but speaking of music, you mentioned your music career. So are you still doing that? I saw you had a trick or treat single a year ago. How is that going? I don't do it anymore. It's okay. Honestly, I feel like ever since I started social media, a lot of managements and uh, music producers and such uh, saw the potential to make money in music. And obviously I've loved music growing up. So it was like a dream to be 17, 16, 17 and hear, you know, like a music management be like, we want like Sony music to be like, we want you to become an artist. We want you, you're going to be this huge country star. And I had all these people promising me all these like huge dreams. And then obviously the music industry is a nightmare and I was mistreated and I just like left and I'm just done with it. When I released Trick or Treat, it was independently, I, uh, wrote it with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law, Lucas Scott actually produced it. He's an amazing producer. Mm-hmm. And it was just like kind of for fun thing. And it, I haven't, I did one song last year. I wrote on a song last year, didn't love it. So I never released it, but I definitely find that fashion is more of my biggest hobby in fashion, so. Gotcha. So this is just for fun now. Yes, just for fun. That's good. I feel like hobbies get so hard when you monetize them. Like last year I had an Etsy store because I just love to like make things and do things with my hands and it made me not love it as much. So I closed it a few months ago and I'm just now getting back into painting and stuff again. And I feel like it's just a lot more fun for me to do when I'm not selling it. So I totally get that. Exactly. It's hard to have a hobby when you feel so much pressure on you, especially Mm -hmm. when you have like an Etsy shop. Um, I had like a monogramming business in like 2014 and like an Etsy thing. Uh, and it was just, I just don't even, I don't use touch my cricket machine anymore. Mm-hmm. Wears you out. So I told yeah. it. Again. It's exhausting, but that's cool that you write songs. So do you pay super close attention to Taylor's like songwriting style? Yes, like I, to geek out over that? Yes, I do. Especially <laughs> with her, you know, sister albums. I, some songs were even hard for me to like decipher. I remember having to like Google lyrics and being like, well, what was this about? Like, I need to know, I need to know. So I do very much enjoy her songwriting style. What would you say is her, not your favorite song, but what you think is her most well-written song? I was just singing it today. It's Madeline. <laughs> and, and as I was singing it, I was like, the lyrics of the song, like, the meaning behind this song is so good. So that's just the first thing I can think of because I think it is very well written. Yeah, that one definitely has lines that just cut straight to the bone that make you go, oh my God. <laughs> she really did that and I'm so proud of her. She did do that. She did that. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your brother-in-law who produces. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite producer that Taylor has worked with? Like Jack or Max Martin or? Definitely Aaron. Aaron, okay. When they really released uh, Renegade together, I love Renegade. Oh my god! I honestly, think Renegade is one of my favorite songs. It is so underrated. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be so good. I just remember playing it over and over and over again. And the I was working at this startup um, music company in Nashville mm-hmm. last, at the time last year, and we had gotten an offer to uh, create a TikTok trend on TikTok for the song and like you know make it go. Oh my viral. gosh! 
paying influencers. That's kind of what our business did. But we knew that it ended up falling through and we didn't get it. But I just remember when I found out, I was in the office crying and I was wearing like my Taylor Swift sweatshirt. I was like, guys, you don't understand. You don't understand. This is such a deal. <laughs> it is. And that song is so underrated. It's so good. Like every little line, I feel like. Again, I don't even have words. Like, I have no words. Like, are you really going to talk about timing and times like these? Oh my God. I love that line. What a line. <laughs> what a line. And I remember listening to the first time around and being like, oh, this is so upbeat. And I'm just like, so enjoying this. And then like, as I listened to it again, the lyrics, I was like, holy crap. Like, yes. <laughs> like, this is so much deeper than I thought as, you know, all her songs usually are, but it's such a good song. <laughs> so it sounds like you're definitely a folklore evermore girly. Yes. What are your favorite songs or parts from that al- those two albums? Um, I think I lean more towards Evermore. I don't know why. Okay. I just feel more connected with that album. Um, Nobody, No Crime was my favorite song when that album was released. I just remember it being the best. And the story it told, oh, it was amazing. Um, and the, the Olive Garden line about every Tuesday mm-hmm. at Olive Garden, me and my husband <laughs> going to Olive Garden every single night on Tuesday, and I would post our Olive Garden breadsticks with, the, like, the song lyrics, and people got tired of it, obviously. <laughs> people like, I know where you are Tuesday night. Like, I'm gonna come find you, and I'm like, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> Never mind. This is not safe. This is no longer safe. This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. Oh, I love that song, too. Yeah. I also love the Lover album. Like I said, that one's my favorite album, and that was the album that was out at the time when I met my husband, so oh, that's was, so special yes and our first dance song was on it so mm-hmm. very special album to me so with Aaron Dessner being your favorite producer he's worked with Taylor what is your favorite Dessner Taylor song I feel like I just keep asking you what your favorites are but they're just so fun to talk about I love geeking out over these things with people <laughs> um he's um produced all like the new recordings almost all the new yeah like him and jack are pretty split equally yes uh he did nothing new right that one is my favorite right now okay i just love that song just i'm not even 22 yet but i already am crying to it yeah that's definitely a crying in the shower song oh yeah for sure it came on one night when i was driving with my friend and i turned it all the way up and i'm like this song is so good like have you heard this song no we're listening to it and i was just (laughs) crying in the car and she was like are you okay bro I was like, no, like, are you listening to the lyrics? Because if you were, you would be crying too. (laughs) Yeah. When I drove down to see my family in Florida for Christmas, I, my mom lives in Montgomery. So I met her from Atlanta in Montgomery and then she drove. So I was in charge of the music and I was playing like all too well, 10 minute version, champagne problems, cowboy like me, like the saddest Taylor songs ever. And she's like, can you turn something else on? Like, this is so depressing. Like, no, it's not depressing. It's good. Like, this is who I am. I always hope when I'm playing her songs that people are actually like really paying attention to what she's saying and not just like letting it fly over their head because, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you're in the car and you're in a fight with your friend or your husband and you're like playing, you know, one of her songs. And you're like, I hope you're listening to this, by the way. Yeah, and if you're talking, you kind of have to like, talk a little slower or end your sentence for the, that certain line and the song to come up be like are you listening or just or be, just be silence up. everyone shut up listen to this yeah we're, we're shutting the song over y'all missed it I've done that I've definitely with all too well 10 minute version when it came out and I forced my husband to listen to it I listened to it before I showed him but I was like you cannot talk you cannot say anything and then when the music video came out that night I was um we were living at his parents house mm-hmm 
and while our house was getting built and the music video came out and I was like I love you guys like I love you Brian and Tammy but please do not say anything don't laugh don't look over my way don't even like look at like if you don't want to like say have anything to say don't look at the screen like whatever but they loved it I did not think they good we loved it it's so important for that too. I remember I was with one of my friends and her mom when the delicate music video came out. So we all watched it and her mom complained about it the whole time. And was like, I don't like this. I hate this. I'm like, just let us enjoy this. So that's so nice that they get into it too. They did like the fight, you know, the fight scene, they were laughing and I was like, Shh, I love you guys. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're just laughing because we had the same exact argument when we were dating when they were young. really oh my gosh. they were walking through the mall and he dropped her hand and she was like super upset about it because she's like you don't want people to know that you like that we're a thing and da, da, da. so <laughs> I did not enjoy that scene but they got some humor out of it that's nice though that's just the power of Taylor though right mm-hmm. she somehow she can connect with everyone to, yes she's somehow able to just relate to everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> So it looks like we're at the half hour mark. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss or promote before we go? I really wanted to talk about how I was sewing all her air outfits. So that was the thing I wanted to get out there. But other than that, no. Listeners can follow me on my Instagram and TikTok. It's Berry and Berry with B-A-R-R-Y. And I can't wait to have new Swifty friends on there. Yes. Y'all please go follow her. Oh, and I did have one more question I wanted to ask you. Are you Brooke Berry or Brooke Berry Clink? So um, my husband's last name is Clink, but I haven't changed my last name okay. yet. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to or not, but I just kind of like put it in my. Okay. Okay. So it's okay. So just call you Brooke Berry, right? Yep, it's just Brooke Berry. So. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. So everyone go follow Brooke Berry, check out her TikToks, follow her, watch her videos on sewing the eras. We are so excited to see more and any other sewing videos, honestly, like I'm so excited for this course that you're making right now. Yes. Thank you. This, that's literally the only content I post right now. Is just <laughs> awesome. So we end every episode with a G fall out. Do you want to give us a G fall out? I want to give a shout out to the lakes long okay. video version first because that is I also just came to mind and that is one of my favorite songs and now what do I say? <laughs> Gfa out. Gfa out. Thank you so much again, Brooke, for coming on the podcast. Brooke was such a delight to talk to and to finally meet and talk Taylor. So I'm really glad she is the first in this new series of interviewing notable Swifties. Please check out Brooke on all of her social medias. Her account name is Brookie Berry, B-R-O-O-K-I-E-B-A-R-R-Y. I'm so excited to see her sew all the Taylor Eras. Another thank you to our sponsors this week, Selami and the Quest for New Inspiration. If you liked this episode, you should join the Good for a Weekend discussion. We have a Discord linked in our show notes, and we're on Twitter and Instagram at GFA Weekend. You can also find us on TikTok with the username at Good for a Weekend Podcast. And if you want to see my TikToks and how I'm getting roasted in my comments and fighting for my life and why I have to spend extra sessions with my therapist, I'm at Cressy. That's K-R-E-S-S-I-E. I love y'all so much and I'll see y'all next time. I'm so excited for y'all to hear what we have coming next.
What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.